the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. And hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. We are so glad that you are hanging out with us today. Man, Christmas is just right around the corner, and apparently so is, I don't know, Snowmageddon? Is that what they're calling it? It's uh, The entire country is supposed to be hit by a blizzard, and it's going to be chaos and carnage and ice cubes from border to border, coast to coast. But you know what, folks? In the meantime, we're going to hang around the radio today. We're going to have a good time, and uh, we're going we're gonna to warm your hearts with pleasant conversation today. Uh, hey, look, a couple of housekeeping notes, and we need your help here, folks. Uh, we are the only conservative talk radio station and, and show, noon to three Eastern, that um, is is run not by a corporation but by a person. So you've got Cumulus and you've got iHeart, these big uh, conglomerates in the uh, talk radio world, and they basically control most of the uh, talk radio stations in America. Well, many of you know uh, Dan Bongino on Friday announced that he'll be stepping aside. He'll no longer be doing his program, which means a lot of radio stations around the country are going to be looking for some new programming, noon to 3 Eastern. And that's where we need your help. Uh, this program has really stunned the radio world. And and I get calls and emails just about every day. I got one this morning from a former colleague at Fox News Channel, and they, they, they always ask the same question. Starnes, how did you do it? You weren't up there with Bill O'Reilly, and yet you were able to walk out of Fox, and your platform now is bigger than it was when you were at Fox News Channel. How did that happen? Well, first of all, it takes a great team, and I have the best team in the business working on this radio program. Number two, it takes a lot of preparation and planning. And number three, it takes a lot of respect for local radio stations, and we don't take that for granted. As a matter of fact, we uh, love talking to our local radio stations that carry this program. We love going to those towns and communities and doing our book signings and and being a part of the fabric of the community. I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, we have a giant front porch with a lot of Cracker Barrel rocking chairs, uh, and we're always excited to, to hang out with you guys every single day. But it's a grassroots effort. It's not some sort of a big corporation ordering local radio stations, you have to carry this show. We don't care if it's good or not. You have to carry this show. 
And we've been very fortunate, and we've been very successful. We have about 140 radio stations that carry this program. And we thank, we thank the good Lord for every single one of those stations every single day. We have, what, a little over 500 radio stations that carry my daily commentary. Uh, many of you uh, hear the commentary, and we thank the good Lord every single day for the radio stations that carry our commentaries. So anyway, um, we are ready to grow, and uh, Grace Baker is heading up our affiliate team uh, here at the uh, the Todd Stern Show, and we want to be able to get on a local radio station. So, so many of you listen to us on our digital platform. So you may say, Todd, our local talk radio station does not carry you. How can we make that happen? Well, it's very simple. You can call Grace Baker, and uh, she's going to ask where you live. She wants to know your city, your state, and what radio station to listen to. And uh, we will personally reach out, and and then we need you to do the same thing. We need you to reach out as well to your local radio station. So give Grace a call, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. And we're going to do this together, and we're going to celebrate together. Uh, Folks, I love radio. This is what I do, and I'm going to do radio till I can't do radio anymore. But it's, uh, it's a great honor and a privilege to be able to sit down and have a conversation with you, whether you agree or you disagree. It's all right. We, ha- we want to have a good time noon to 3 Eastern. All right. I uh, want to get that, uh, get that bit of business out of the way. Before we jump into this uh, crazy story about the omnibus spending bill, and it looks like Mitch McConnell is going to pretty much sacrifice everything. And by everything, I mean everything. He is not going to give House Republicans the opportunity to put a stop to this out-of-control spending. Uh, Congressman Chip Roy, very upset about uh, what McConnell is going to do and how this is going to actually impact the border crisis, cut number 11. But I have to say one thing about my Republican colleagues with the Omni coming this week. We've been running on this being the Biden border crisis. This is the McConnell Republican border crisis. If we give them more money this week without demanding that they secure the border and do more bloated spending and giving DHS money with a blank check. And he's absolutely right. By the way, the omnibus, it dropped early this morning, about 1.30. That could have what led to the earthquake out in California. 1.30 this morning, um, lawmakers got the spending bill. $1.7 trillion, over 4,100 pages. And they have to read every single one of those pages before the government shuts down on Friday. This is insane stuff. And we have a list of some of the things that, and by the way, Mitch McConnell is supporting this. So we have to hope and pray, and you need to be on the phones calling your senators and telling them to vote no. You say, Todd, it may end up shutting down the government. Shut it down. We just saw a great example of what happens when you get rid of a bloated workforce. Your product actually gets better. Just ask Elon Musk. But here's, and by the way, Mitch McConnell is selling this by saying that they get more money for military spending. Now, we all want to make sure our military is well-funded, but this is not the way to do it by just literally giving away the soul of the country. Among the items, $5 billion in earmarks for 3,200 projects, $47 billion to Dr. Anthony Fauci and the National Institutes of Health, 
$2 billion or $1 billion for Puerto Rico's electrical grid. Jackson, Mississippi, $600 million to address water issues. And it goes on and on and on. You want to know what did not make the list. And this is, oh, by the way, uh, we're going to be sending billions more money, $45 billion in military and economic aid to Ukraine. That's a billion dollars more than Biden actually requested. $45 billion to Ukraine. Can you imagine what we could do with $45 billion here in the United States? Someone sent me a note last night. They said, you're not going to believe this. Zelensky, uh, you know, the president of Ukraine, Mr. Uh, Celebrity Duke, the wife is in Paris on a shopping spree. She she dropped $40,000 on a shopping spree. That's the economic aid package that you and I are paying for, ladies and gentlemen. And again, we've got to put a stop to this. We have to. And they're always hanging out. They'll always hang that threat of, well, you'll end up shutting down the government. Well, first of all, you're really not shutting down the government because when the government does reopen, everybody gets the back pay. So nobody's suffering here. What we need to be doing is cutting the budget. All of us have to live within our means, ladies and gentlemen. And if we don't, well, guess what? We're going to end up out on the streets. This is insane. Congressman Chip Roy uh, says that we must oppose the omnibus spending bill. Hashtag stand up for America. This is insane. And the idea that any Republican, much less the Republican leadership, would support this is appalling. And yet another betrayal of the American people and the voters and the voters. This is insane. So the question is, what are we going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Would Do you believe that we should have the government shut down on Friday? Shut it down. Make them get our financial house in order. That's what we ought to do. But meanwhile, Republicans are fighting like cats and dogs. And I got a lot to say about the Democrats, but the Republicans, what a mess this is. You've got Lauren Boebert and MTG going at it. They've taken their feud publicly now over at uh, Charlie Kirk's event. Oh, it's crazy stuff out there. As a matter of fact, uh, we've got some audio from uh, Boebert. Someone who we all respect, Marjorie Taylor Greene, says Kevin McCarthy is going to be a great speaker. I guess you'll have to ask Marjorie about that. I'm, I'm a fan of hers. I'm an admirer, but it's not something we see the same way. Lauren? Uh, well, you know, I, I've been um, aligned with Marjorie and accused of believing a lot of the things that she believes in. I don't believe in this, just like um, I don't believe in Russian space so, lasers. Are, are you a hard no? Space lasers and <laughs> okay. all of this. No, I, I'm just saying we, we need to actually have an inside conversation okay. and, and, and make sure that these promises are there. All right. So again, uh, nobody wanted to admit this. We, we've been telling you, and again, we, we share this information with you. I've got some great sources on Capitol Hill, and we share this information with you. So you just know the, the lay of the land, and you can get a pretty good idea of what's coming down the road. And I knew right away that McCarthy had clearly offered MTG some very nice incentives because she literally did, did a reverse course and embrace Kevin McCarthy. And now uh, Kevin McCarthy is going on offense 
Uh, they're treating this like a political campaign. A lot of the moderate Republicans up in uh, the House of Representatives are actually wearing these buttons that say OK. Only Kevin. That's what it stands for. This is from Axios. And McCarthy is uh, trying to capitalize on growing GOP frustration with five House Republican holdouts. And we've had those holdouts on this radio program. And there's going to be, they're lighting fires here, folks, and they're going to take down and destroy the House Freedom Caucus. And again, you're fighting each other here when we should be fighting the Democrats. But they don't have time to fight the Democrats. They've got to get their own house in order, and they do have to get their house in order. Folks, do you think we should just throw in the towel and say, okay, Kevin McCarthy, lead us? That's what Donald Trump wants us to do. Donald Trump wants all the conservatives to throw in the towel and get behind Kevin McCarthy. What say you? 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number, 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starn Show. The Biden administration has caused a financial crisis, and they don't have a clue how to fix it, folks. Our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you're vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, it's physical, and it's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold. They can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can fit in a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. All right, so let me explain how this this works. So the omnibus spending bill is going to be voted on Friday, unless something else happens, unless all of our listeners wake up and call their senators and tell them to vote no on this thing. But if it is passed, it will take you all the way through next fall. In other words, Republicans, the voters, gave Republicans the power over the purse. That's what this election was about. And what happened? Mitch McConnell is backstabbing House Republicans by giving the Democrats full control of the budget through the fall. He's surrendering. And you have every right to be angry about this, voters. Every single right. So again, what is the point of winning the elections if you're just going to abdicate the authority you have been given by we the people? It's really despicable. Let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Dwayne in Oregon on the line. Hi, Dwayne. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning, Todd. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Well, um, you asked some pretty potent questions this morning. Um, I did vote for Donald Trump last uh, last election cycle, um, and you know, I would, depending on who is running, I would uh, I would hesitate hesitate to vote for him again only because his likelihood to win is not 
strong. Um, I would much more prefer a uh, candidate like DeSantis um, if, if he decides to run. Um, and the alternate to Kevin McCarthy is anybody that's not as smooth politically as he is. I just don't trust him. Um, he is smooth. Um, he says all the right things, but I would rather follow uh, um, a Jim Jordan or, or anything like that. Jim Jordan, I, I would rather follow that guy, that kind of that kind of leadership, even though he's not uh, per se running. He's who needs to run, and we need to we need to have strong leadership, people that are not necessarily politicians for the Republican Party, because that's how Trump got elected, and the fact that they're not hearing republicans or the american people they keep throwing these candidates up at us that are are way too smooth way too rhino-ish if you get what i'm saying yeah no i hear you and and i look this has been the 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 beef on mccarthy for for a number of years is he's one of these guys who will tell you what you know you want him to say you know and he will do that he will be whatever you want him to be. But when he gets power, he turns on you. And we can't afford to make that kind of mistake. I mean, once the speaker gets in power, the speaker is going to be in power. And we need somebody who is going to fight tooth and nail with the Democrats. Got to. Uh, no more Mr. Nice Guy. No reaching out across the aisle. We need somebody who's going to be a street fighter. Oh, absolutely. I, I just, I don't see it. I, I don't see... I mean, hopefully that's why the uh, it's taken as long as it has um, to come up with this. And ho- I, I just hope somebody can, you know, get in somebody's ear to get what we need in there. That's the whole thing. Because as long as we have McConnell in the center, we're 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 not going to get anywhere. That's the, you know, I it's just I'm getting disgusted with the Republican Party. I, it's it's losing its its appeal. And, you know, I, I'm sorry to say that, but, um, you know, I just don't see it representing the people that it needs to represent. Dwayne, great point and great comments, and we appreciate you calling in today. You take care. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. Uh, by the way, Congressman Thomas Massey over in Kentucky says, I'm a no on the omnibus. He says, don't tell me you defend democracy if you support one bill once a year that funds everything written behind closed doors by a few insiders with insufficient time to read before voting. I mean, how many times do we have to go down this path, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, geez, aloo. It's not like it's not like we haven't seen this play out before, right? I mean, come on. Unbelievable. All right, we're going to get into more of this uh, coming up after the uh, the bottom of the hour news break. Also, uh, we're going to go back in time to the 1970s. There is there was there's a story that a lot of a lot of people may have forgotten about about a project, an operation by our intelligence communities, something called Project Mockingbird. And the whole point of Project Mockingbird was for the CIA to infiltrate our nation's media conglomerates, all of them. We're going we're gonna to play some audio from way back in the 1970s and talk about how this is a problem today, especially with some breaking news coming out from Twitter. We're also going to be taking your calls as well. 
844-747-8868. Our website is toddsterns.com, and we have tons of great content for you to check out there. We'll be right back, America. You did the tough thing during COVID. You paid your people and pulled your business through the pandemic. And now doing the tough thing could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee at covidtaxrelief.org. Government funds are available to reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during COVID. This is not a loan, and you don't have to pay it back. This program is complicated, but nobody knows more about it than the CPAs and the tax experts at covidtaxrelief.org. You pay nothing up front. They do all the work and share a percentage of the cash they get you. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, including those who took PPP loans, even if you had increases in sales. You did the tough thing for your employees during COVID. Let covidtaxrelief.org help get you up to $26,000 per employee. Visit covidtaxrelief.org. That's covidtaxrelief.org. covidtaxrelief.org. With NASCAR, I, you know, I, this culture creep in our society, it's a lot like kudzu. Now, if you've uh, spent any time at all driving in the southern states, you uh, know all about kudzu. Uh, it is, by the way, it is not an indigenous plant to the United States. Uh, it came from, I believe, Japan or one of the uh, the Far Eastern nations. Somebody brought it over here. And the next thing you know, we got kudzu growing all over the place. And kudzu is a lot like liberalism because once it takes root, it infects everything and kills everything it touches, just like kudzu. So years ago, I wrote a book about this and th- this idea, and I pointed out at the time I shared the story about Governor Mike Huckabee uh, being told he was not welcome in the country music industry anymore because he was a straight white Christian guy, and therefore he was not the kind of country music fan that they were looking for. And uh, then I was back, was it in Asheville, North Carolina, and I re- sat down at what I thought was a barbecue restaurant and only to discover that it was barbecue tofu and they didn't serve sweet tea. And uh, then when I moved back to Memphis and I got to uh, my favorite hotel and discovered they were no longer serving biscuits, but in fact they were serving bagels, I realized that we had a big problem on our hands. Culture creep. Liberals moving to the southern states and bringing their traditions and their food with them. And I say, leave your food behind. If it's not deep fried, there's really no reason for you to... Anyway, I digress. So back to NASCAR. NASCAR was one of those sacred things, right? I mean, when you go to any sort of a race, what's going to happen? Somebody's going to sing the national anthem. They're going to have a preacher that's going to get up there, and he's going to pray. And then there's going to be a hard-fought race. There's probably going to be some fistfights, lots of drinking going on and carousing. But by golly, it's all covered in prayer and the national anthem. 
By the way, one of my favorite things, favorite things they're going to do at Fox News Channel, I got to ride in the pace car at uh, the Daytona 500. That was a lot of fun. Great time. Crazy stuff going on in that infield, though. Don't want to talk about that. I'll save it for the memoirs. So anyway, you've got um, you got NASCAR putting out a holiday greeting. And we have this story up at ToddSterns.com. And people really got fired up over this. I was, I, was, I was genuinely surprised that people were fired up over it. But uh, NASCAR put out a woke Christmas greeting. They didn't even call it Christmas. They called it holiday greeting. So here's the story. Instead of wishing uh, racing fans a Merry Christmas or Merry Cribba, uh, either way, uh, NASCAR posted a tweet wishing people happy holidays. This is what they wrote. To all those celebrating this month, we wish you a safe and joyous holiday season. To all those celebrating. Hmm. I wonder who they're talking about, Grace Baker. I can't imagine for the life of me who in the world might be celebrating something in the month of December. I, I, oh, no idea. Oh, oh, they mean the Christians. Oh, of course. Those Silly Christ me. followers. The 99.9% of their fan base. <laughs> yeah, Unbelievable. You know, it might be important not to forget about them. And by the way, anytime you see somebody wishing you a happy holiday, that's code for we're not wishing you a Merry Christmas. Oh. That's what that's code there that's code for we celebrate every holiday but the Christian holiday. Do you remember this was like years ago? There was a huge controversy with Merry Xmas. Oh yeah. You know the that, X they were like oh, <gasps> yes, the X dash must. I remember that. That was a huge thing because it was like you're taking the Christ part out. You see, and when, then people were like, "Well, we're just abbreviating." It's well, like, when I was a kid, mm. when I was a kid, uh, our preacher gave a whole sermon about it. He says, the, "It's the mark of the beast." What? Exodus. Yes, I. I don't know. Somewhere interesting. In the, I don't know, somewhere in the Book of Revelation. Or okay, something. I'll go look it up. The galloping horses, and you know. The, I don't know, Satan wears a red hat. I don't That's know. an interesting connection. Or that could be Santa. I'm, I'm having issues know. today. So anyway, uh, people are just really upset. Uh, some person wrote, Merry Christmas to all my NASCAR libs who manage this Twitter account. <laughs> That's what one guy wrote. <laughs> Another said, I think what you meant to say was Merry Christmas. There you go. Now, I did a little bit of research on this because there has been like some wokeness going on in NASCAR. Oh yeah, we've remember, seen that. They banned, you know, the the, the Confederate flag. Yes, and, I and remember. The Dixie. I and, remember. Uh, they had the uh, juicy Smoulet incident with the uh, noose, which turned out to be a garage handle. And you know the problem, the F- why the FBI was so angry? They had to take their eighty agents away from Twitter headquarters and send them down to the NASCAR True. track. It was a distraction. But I, I was able to do a little bit of research, and back in June, NASCAR celebrated Gay Pride Month. Now, keep in mind, Jesus gets one day to celebrate. Uh, the, the gays get like an entire month. They call it Pride Month. That's what they call it. The month of my birthday. And, and you should be proud of that. Oh. And so, anyway, NASCAR put out a big Twitter post celebrating Pride Month. And do you know what they said? They didn't say Happy Holidays. They said Pride Month. I'm they guessing. said Pride Month. As we celebrate the LGBTQ plus community, 
We acknowledge that recent actions have not aligned with it. So not only did they celebrate it, they confessed their sins. Wow. Recent actions have not aligned with NASCAR's mission to be a welcoming sport for all. We remain steadfast in our commitment to create a more inclusive environment in our workplaces, at the racetrack, and in the stands. That's quite the lengthy statement. So I got a question about this. So if NASCAR can celebrate Pride Month by name and specifically explain what that woke holiday season is all about, why can't they mention Christmas? What's wrong with actually mentioning the reason for the season? I I just don't understand that. You don't want to offend people, Todd. Well, that's true. But and, And I will say this. NASCAR people, NASCAR fans, I think, are a pretty tolerant bunch. And I don't think they care what you do in your private life. No. They could care less. But I think they're getting tired of this woke nonsense, Grace. Yeah, and all this tippy toeing around. It's just kind of ridiculous, you know. You're just wanting to watch race cars. Manly stuff, right? I feel like it's mostly men that watch NASCAR. Sooner or later, NASCAR fans are going to tell NASCAR to blow it out their tailpipe. Exactly. That's what's going to happen. Couldn't put it better myself. By the way, there's a war on Christmas raging across the big pond. Uh, staff at the University of Brighton have been told to avoid using the word Christmas or crema uh, to describe crema parties. What? That's right. The, uh, no sense. the university issued a nine-page document to uh, help students avoid offending people who don't celebrate the holiday. Nine pages? Nine pages. Just put it in an email, okay? Civil servants across Great Britain have also been advised to stop calling their office parties Christmas parties. No. This is according to the British News Channel. That's their version of Fox. This is just, that's just stupid. I have no other word for it. The news agency said things like unconscious bias training in the civil service and on groupthink that is turning Christmas into a woke fest. And a boring fest. That's true. Snoozing. The Museum of the Home. What a weird name. The Museum of the Home has renamed its traditional Christmas exhibit to be more inclusive of other holidays. This year, they're calling it the Winter Festival. How not festive. They're also, in conjunction, they're hosting a celebration of the winter solstice through a black queer lens. What in the world? Got to watch out for those elves. (laughs) Sounds a little naughty, if you ask me. Anyway, uh, just goes to show you that uh, this problem is not going away. And look, this is, yes, these are silly things. uh, But you need to understand that there's a much bigger issue here. And the issue is they want to remove any references to Christianity from the public marketplace. That's all this is really all about. And, and places like NASCAR, where you would think they would be immune to that kind of stuff, it's a little weird, right? I mean, are you surprised that NASCAR has gone woke? I mean, if, and if they're able to turn NASCAR, what's next? 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Let's go to the phones. We've got Jake in Memphis, Tennessee, my hometown, listening to us on KWAM. Jake, what's on your mind? Uh, Todd, first of all, I want to uh, wish you 
a uh, Merry Christmas. This is coming from one of your Jewish listeners. And uh, I'd like you to find out, to see if you can get your detectives, to see if there is even one electric vehicle in all of the NASCAR races. Jake, first of all, happy Hanukkah. And we will we will find out that that, that is a great question. I, I can't recall any Priuses in any of the races. Uh, maybe, nor Tesla. Or nor, nor Tesla. Tesla. It's, yeah. it's and, a good and, point. You know, when, you think, when you think about it, uh, uh, gasoline-consuming vehicles are killing people throughout the world and destroying the earth, right? So maybe they should do something about it. Jake, I think they just need to d- dismantle it. Just dismantle the whole organization. <laughs> or better yet... Uh, that's- and I don't. This is sort of inside Memphis living, ladies and gentlemen. But Jake, what they ought to do is just turn I two forty into a racetrack. Yeah, oh, well, that's an inside joke. I know what you mean. Which they've already done. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, Jake, what day of, are we on? Day three of Hanukkah or day so four? It's going to be three today. Day three. All right. We have a we have a menorah in the neighborhood and where I live, and I couldn't see the lights coming in this morning, so that that was very helpful. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All well, right. Jake. And by the way, Jake. Uh, yes, I am a Gentile, but I am an honorary member of the Republican Jewish group here in Memphis. As I am. Wonderful. I am. Well, it's a great group, and uh, I got to tell you, we're. We're going to do our best to save this country, and it's a nation founded on Judeo-Christian values and teachings, and we got to get back to that. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. All right, Jake. Hey, well, thanks okay. for thanks for calling in. Give us a holler back one of these days. I like, I like Jake. Todd, I did some research. So NASCAR did officially announce it would be moving to hybrid powertrains starting in 2024, and they're exploring the launch of electric racing cars. That was a few months ago. Oh, that's going to be a snooze fest. <laughs> so there you go. Nobody. They've already been looking into this. I should have asked Jake where to get a good brisket here in Memphis. Oh, that's a good idea. All right, if he calls point. back, let me know. Uh, we do need to take a break here, pay some bills. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. My pillow is excited to announce the original My Slippers are back in stock just in time for the holidays. Last Christmas you made our slippers the number one selling My Pillow product and now they've added smaller sizes, larger sizes and even wider sizes in all new colors. What makes My Slippers different is the exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable and they help relieve stress on your feet from all the running around this holiday. You can wear them anytime, anywhere, and save $90 off with promo code STARNS. That's only $49.98 a pair. You'll absolutely love my slippers, and now they're extending their 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2023, making them the best Christmas gift ever. So go to MyPillow.com and use promo code STARNS, or call 1-800-839-8506, promo code STARNS, to save $90 on the original my slippers. That's only $49.98 a pair. Just called Arkansas Senator Bozeman and asked them how they were going to vote on the omnibus bill, and the response was they were still looking at it. 
So it sounds like they haven't made up their mind. So we need to be calling and helping them make up their mind. Yeah, I'm with you, Gloria. Uh, thanks for the thanks for the shout out from Mayflower, Arkansas. And by the way, folks, you can send us a shout out as well. All you have to do is download our free app, and you can do that by going to our live show blog at toddsterns.com. Uh, Gloria raises a great point, and this is why we've been urging you: call your elected lawmakers in Washington. Tell your senator to vote no. If it means shutting down the government, tell them you want to shut down the government. And then I want you to give us a call and let us know what your senator said. So, again, according to Gloria, uh, she called Bozeman's office and looks like they're still reading through this thing. Nobody's going to have time to read it. It's almost 5,000 pages. And let's go to the phones. It's been a while making his uh, return appearance on the Todd Stearns Radio Show, the Mike from Nuga Radio, Chattanooga. Well, Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas, uh, Todd. And I just want to say thank you for being so pure in your articulation of liberty. I've been listening to talk radio since I was nine years old and Bob the Radio for 50 years. And you are, if not the best, one of the best talk shows ever. And I don't say that lightly. I say that as someone, as a programmer who knows what they're talking about. So people listening to Todd Storms have to appreciate you and understand your purity and not wanting to cave in the area of liberty. So I want to just thank you, Todd, for what you do, because I don't really understand. I don't think you understand how important you are on the radio and how, and I guess you get now how freeing it is to have a radio station and to be able to really tell the truth. So thank you on that. Well, Mike, you're you're kind. Uh, well, I appreciate that. Uh, it's it, it is great being your own boss and not having to worry about what somebody higher up the food chain is going to say or do. Uh, but I feel bad. A lot of our colleagues they work at radio stations. They they profess to be conservative, and yet they turn around and they force them, their employees to get jabs in the arm. Uh, we don't do any of that kind of nonsense uh, in our shop, and I know you don't in yours either. Oh, you mean the bankrupt radio stations that are bankrupt to the tune of billions of dollars but still get to survive, and the NPRs and the rest of these people? Yeah, I, I, I kind of get these. these. And, and, and I tell you what, I don't feel sorry for those. I call them corporate communists. But, Tom, I called you about I had a thought the other week. Isn't it odd how quickly, because you mentioned electric, your caller mentioned electric cars, how quickly Ford and Chevy and the rest of them came on board and it tooled up for electric vehicles and they're already on the market. So is Cortez and the rest of these green people nothing more than useful dupes for these major corporations to get us to switch to their electric vehicles to have total control? Because it just it's way too coincidental. Yeah, there it, it is a little odd, and of course, uh, the largest uh, the largest plant making electric cars, we, I think, in the nation is going to be right outside of Memphis. This blue oval city that they're building it with Ford. Well, it's just I, I don't trust them. I don't trust them at all, especially Joe Biden inviting them and ignoring Elon Musk, one of the most brilliant men in the world, ignoring it. It's it's amazing. Well, and, and we're going to get into more of that in the next hour, uh, Mike. Uh, the, the, for going back to the 1970s, uh, this Project Mockingbird, the infiltration of our news agencies with government spies. Now we know, and uh, Twitter acknowledging this, Elon Musk confirming this information, that, uh, that uh, the FBI was actually paying Twitter. Uh, this is some pretty disturbing stuff when it comes to free speech in America. 
Oh, it's insidious. And, and what they do is they pay script writers. Look at the old sitcom. They pay movie producers and directors. They do it very covertly. These, these people, the CIA, now, I'm for a CIA that protects America, but it's illegal for them to operate on American soil. And it sure and looks American like they've been operating on American soil. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Mike, we're, yeah. we're coming. You know how this goes. we got to take a break and pay some bills here. We're coming up on the uh, the top of the hour. It is great hearing from you, but don't be a stranger. And I uh, hope you and your family have a Merry Christmas out there. All right, our good friend Mike from Nuga Radio out there in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And, uh, folks, we th- we appreciate the kind words. Uh, we I really do. Uh, I just, you know what? <laughs> I say what, what what I say because this is what I believe, and, and I hope you do the same. All right, hang tight. We've got Hour 2 coming up. Monica Crowley's on the way. Your calls as well. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh yeah. All right, hello all of you beautiful people out there. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. Hour two of the big show underway. And uh, by the way, we are we are gearing up for the big launch, and uh, we're going to have a, w- a website, the whole nine yards. We're going to be sharing with you after the first of the year. Uh, but we are we're going to be taking a trip to Israel. It is a Holy Land tour with yours truly as the host. Uh, we're going to take a hundred of our listeners. This is a first class trip to the Holy Land. You're going to be staying at some incredible hotels, five-star hotels. Uh, you will be um, visiting all of the major sites in the Holy Land, and we're going to be taking you inside the Knesset for private meetings with Israeli government leaders and officials, along with a few of friends of mine who uh, now live in uh, in Israel. It's going to be a wonderful seven-day journey, and we want you to be a part of that. Uh, you can. It's going to be in November of 2023, and a lot of people have been asking, do you have to pay the whole thing up front? No, no. You can actually pay in installments. And it's one of these trips where once you pay, everything is included except for your air travel. You got to get there. But once you get there, everything is covered. 
food, lodging, transportation, the whole nine yards. We take care. We get you from point A to point B. You're going to love this tour. And if you'd like information, you need to call Grace Baker. She is standing by right now, 844-747-8868, and she'll get a little bit of information from you. That's 844-747-8868 if you would like information on our trip to Israel. And this is a no-commitment thing. If you want information, we're going to give you the information. And if you want to join up and sign up, you can. I would encourage you to do that sooner rather than later because we are holding the group to about 100 people. All right, uh, we've got some new intel coming out about the FBI's involvement in Twitter. Uh, The New York Post is now reporting that the FBI paid Twitter nearly $3.5 million of your taxpayer dollars to censor conservative accounts. The money was used to ban accounts that are linked to conservative voices and to target so-called foreign influence operations. But as we now know, thanks to the release of the Twitter files, there was no foreign influence. The only influence was coming from Democrats and from the deep state, the FBI. In an email dated February 10th, 2021, an unidentified Twitter employee told then-Deputy General Counsel Jim Baker and then-General Counsel Sean Edick that, quote, we have collected $3.4 million since 2019. That email was published by independent journalist Michael Schellenberger. Folks, this is jaw-dropping. Do you understand? Do you understand what was going on at Twitter? They were using your tax dollars to silence your voice. You say, well, why is this a big deal? Well, ladies and gentlemen, the polling data clearly shows that had the American people known about the Hunter Biden laptop scandal, it would have impacted their vote in 2020. So now we have proof that the FBI was using our money to censor us and to bully Twitter. And by the way, if they were if they were dumping that much money into Twitter, imagine what they're doing at Facebook and, and Google right now. Just imagine that. But this is nothing new. This has been going on for a very long time. And ladies and gentlemen, the fact of the matter is, the the deep state, and by the deep state, I, I mean the government agencies, the CIA, the national security the the national security enterprises, the FBI, nationalized law enforcement. They're all targeting the American people. And this goes back to the 1970s. Now, Senator Frank Church held some hearings on this very issue, and we were able to dig up this audio from back in 1975. Cut number seven, please. But let me tell you this. In the need to develop a capacity to know what potential enemies are doing, the United States government has perfected a technological capability that enables us to monitor the messages that go through the air. Uh, These messages uh, are between ships at sea. They could be between units, uh, military units in the field. We have a very extensive capability of intercepting messages wherever they may be in the airwaves. Now, that is necessary 
and important to the United States as we look abroad at enemies or potential enemies. We must know. At the same time, that capability at any time could be turned around on the American people. And no American would have any privacy left, such as the capability to monitor everything, telephone conversations, telegrams, it doesn't matter. There would be no place to hide. If this government ever became a tyranny, if a dictator ever took charge in this country, the technological capacity that the intelligence community has given the government could enable it to impose total tyranny. And there would be no way to fight back because the most careful effort to combine together in resistance to the government, no matter how privately it was done, is within the reach of the government to know. Such is the capability of this technology. Now, why is this investigation important? I'll tell you why. Because I don't want to see this country ever go across the bridge. I know the capacity that is there to make tyranny total in America. And we must see to it that this agency and all agencies that possess this technology operate within the law and under proper supervision so that we never cross over that abyss. There, that's the abyss from which there is no return. Now, that's Senator Frank Church, a Democrat. He was on one of the Sunday shows, I believe it was Meet the Press. And the senator was in charge of a committee. It was called the Church Committee. They were investigating our intelligence agencies, gross abuse by our intelligence communities. I'm talking about the CIA, the NSA, the FBI, and the IRS. And this was back in 1975, ladies and gentlemen, 1975, that this was going on. Now, as a part of the investigations, one of the revelations involved something called um, Project Mockingbird or Operation Mockingbird. You say, what was Operation Mockingbird? Operation Mockingbird was a propaganda campaign with domestic journalists operating as CIA assets. In other words, the government had infiltrated many American newsrooms, and they were actually conspiring with the government and the deep state of the government to decide what kind of news you got every night on your local TV channel, and also how that news was covered. Now, there's a longer soundbite here. I want you to hear this because Frank Church was asked by the reporter at the time, hey, is the CIA, do they have assets working for American television networks? Cut number eight. I thought that it was a matter of uh, real concern that planted stories intended to serve a national purpose abroad um, came home and were circulated here and believed here because uh, this would mean that the CIA could manipulate the news in the United States by channeling it through some foreign country. And we're looking at that very carefully. Do you have any people being paid by the CIA who are contributing to a major circulation American journal. 
We do have people who submit pieces to other to American journals. Do you have any people paid by the CIA who are working for television networks? This, I think, gets into the kind of uh, getting into the details, Mr. Chairman, that I'd like to get into in executive session. Uh, at CBS, uh, we uh, had been contacted by the CIA. As a matter of fact, by the time I became the head of the whole news and public affairs operation in 1954, the ships had been established, and I was told about them and asked if I'd carry on with them. We have quite a lot of detailed information, uh, and we will evaluate it, and we will include any um, evidence of wrongdoing or any evidence of impropriety in our final report and make recommendations. Do you have any people being paid by the CIA who are contributing to the National News Services, AP and UPI. Well, again, I think we're getting into the kind of detail, Mr. Chairman, that I'd prefer to handle in executive session. Senator, do you think that you named the news organizations in your final report? That remains to be decided. I think it was entirely in order for our correspondents at that time uh, to make use of the uh, CIA agent ch uh, chiefs uh, of station and other members of the executive staff of CIA as sources of information which were useful in their assessments of world conditions. Would you say that continues today? Well, I, yeah, I would think probably for a reporter it would continue today, but because of all of the revelations of the period of the 1970s, uh, it seems to me that a reporter's got to be much more circumspect in doing it now, or he runs the risk of uh, at least being looked at with considerable disfavor by the public. I think you've got to be much more careful about it. So this is stunning information. So they've known this all along, and apparently we have as well, that our government is being used against us, and they're using the mainstream media to convey whatever narrative they want conveyed. The question was asked and answered. Does the CIA have anyone working for television networks in America? And they answered, yes. That is a violation of federal law. The CIA is not allowed to operate on American soil. And if you go back to the original church committee, what were they looking at? They were looking at abuses of power with the CIA, the FBI, the NSA, and the Internal Revenue Service. And look at the agencies that mobilized to take out Donald Trump in 2020. The same agencies, by the way, that tried to take him out in 2016 with the fake Russian dossier. Remember, these were things that they knew were fake. But the government agencies, the deep state, as we've been calling them collectively, the deep state knew that they would be able to get away with this because they've been getting away with it since the 1970s. So I'm with James Comer here. Uh, he was on with uh, Maria Bartiromo on Fox Business this morning and said, you know what? When the Republicans take charge, we need to completely cut off funding over the Twitter files. In other words, no more money going to FBI headquarters. Not a single 
penny until the FBI comes down to Congress and explains why they were using our tax money to shut down conservatives on social media. Do you agree with that, ladies and gentlemen? Are you concerned that the the major news networks in America may still be compromised, may still be employing assets of the CIA and the FBI? 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Again, folks, you got to Google this information. Operation Mockingbird, it is a jaw-dropping investigation that was conducted back in the 1970s. We'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Happy to have you with us. And I really don't mean to air air our city's dirty laundry on the uh, the radio, but we got to talk about these things because what's happening in Memphis, I don't want it to happen in your town. I, I really don't. Uh, it's so sad uh, what's happening in this beautiful city. Uh, over the weekend, 14 people were shot. Three people were killed. Now, you might be saying, good Lord, how large is Memphis? It's nowhere near the size of New York City, but we have more shootings here than there. What, 1.3 million people? And and folks are literally just running away from the city, running away. So anyway, uh, one of the people who got shot, so over the, what is it, the past five or six weeks, I guess you've had four officer, police officer involved shootings, right? So um, in all four of the cases, the officers were either under fire, so the bad guys were actually shooting at the cops, or they were trying to run them over with a police, with, with some sort of a car. And in a couple of those cases, you had the officers that were injured. Last night or yesterday afternoon, and by the way, these all seem to be happening at or around Kroger's. I don't know why that is, Grace Baker, but a lot of the carjackings happening at the Kroger's. I think there's just a lot of people there. It's always busy. So, so, and and people are not paying attention. They think they're safe at the Kroger. Of course, you can't do that. You gotta if you're going to Kroger, you gotta bring a baseball bat, you gotta bring a gun, some mace. You got to be prepared like you're going into a war zone. And a lot of these Kroger's have a gas station too, so people are filling up their gas, not paying attention. Boom. That's when they and get you. And that's it. And they will get you. Uh, and I love the idea. I'm not sure this was here, but somewhere a woman was being carjacked and she had the wherewithal to take the gas gas uh, hose out of the, the car and hose them down. She whipped that thing around. I saw that video. She did. And quite frankly, if somebody would have had a match, that would have ended that problem. Those guys never would have carjacked anybody anymore. Ain't that the truth. But then you don't want to blow up your own car, and you don't want to blow up a gas station. So True. she was, yeah. It was quick thinking, though. She was she was being thoughtful. Yes. And and that's to be commended, especially you know when you're being carjacked. So anyway, yesterday afternoon, broad daylight, uh, you, there was a um, uh, another attempted carjacking at a Kroger. This is insane. The Memphis police officer was injured. They tried to run him over. It's always a Nissan, isn't it? Yeah, that's uh, so they're running. That's what they're looking for, a Nissan. Uh, the officer ran to open the driver's door, tried to remove the suspect. They threw the car in reverse while the officer was in the door, and the officer was thrown to the ground. 
Now, here's what's interesting. The NAACP has been getting involved in some of these, and uh, there was a case involving a white guy who beat up some poor black guy on a baseball on a, on a golf course with a golf club. And now the NAACP is calling for an investigation for additional charges. And that's all well and good. I'd like to see the NAACP stepping up for some of these other cases here in Memphis, Tennessee. But I'm curious. Do you feel safe in America? And what are you doing to protect your, yourself and your family? 844-747-8868. That's our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. music here yeah folks this is my favorite time of year i i love the season the music the candy canes the delicious chocolates from dinstals that's you know if if that's all memphis had and memphis has a lot of great stuff but if we only had the dinstals candy store which has been around for over 100 years i would be okay with that yes it's very iconic iconic by itself and someone dropped over a huge tray of their uh, delicious chocolates and it's so like beautifully wrapped all the christmas candies it's amazing anyway all that to say merry christmas and we're so happy you're hanging out with us i want to go to the patriot mobile newsmaker line our good friend she is host of the monica crowley podcast and monica uh, i will say this if you come to memphis i'm taking you to the dinstals candy shop Listen, uh, you you do not have to ask me twice. I am a sugar fanatic, which is probably not the best for me. But honestly, Todd, it is my only vice. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I've never done drugs. The only thing that I reach for all the time that's not the best for me is sugar. So you have a date. They have this stuff called cashew crunch, and it really is like cocaine. And uh, you just can't stop. <laughs> you can't stop yourself. It's uh, it's amazing. All right. So I, the, when you come to Memphis, that's where we're going. Uh, Monica, a lot to talk about. A lot happening in Washington D.C. Um, and I want to start with the RNC. We have heard from so many of our listeners that are so frustrated that the RNC is not listening to them. They're tired of losing, and they feel like they really don't have a voice in this process. Yeah, 100%. Um, I've come out publicly in support of Harmeet Dillon to be the new RNC chair against Ronna McDaniel. I had her on my podcast last week. We had a fantastic interview. I've known her a little bit over the years, and she is just brilliant. She's an attorney. She's an attorney for our causes which, you know, the Democrats on the left have fleets of lawyers on every cause from elections to the environment to you name it. And our side has like a handful. Well, Harmeet is one in that handful of lawyers, and she actually puts her money where her mouth is. So she will be a consummate fighter for America first. She will be completely responsive and representative of the Republican voting base, which we have not had. I mean, Ronna McDaniel is a lovely person, but she's been in there for six years. She does not have a record of success. In fact, the exact opposite. And now what's being exposed between Lee Zeldin, who was going to run for RNC chair, but decided against it, 
Um, but between he and Harmeet, what they're exposing is that the RNC process is just as corrupt as anything we talk about with the Democrats, with the political backscratching and the self-dealing and all of the money and favors being doled out over the years so that all of these people become locks once they get into these positions. It, we cannot attack Joe Biden and the Democrats for this kind of corruption when we've got it on our side. That's number one. And number two, we really need leadership on the GOP side because the hour is very late in America, Todd. And so we need people who understand the nature of the threat that we are facing from within and are not part of the absolute inherent corruption in this country. We need people who get it and who are not in on it. And that's our meat, in my view. Monica, I want to circle back to that, but but you're right. The, the time is getting late in this country, and the news coming out yesterday about the FBI paying Twitter over $3 million to censor conservatives, and we can only imagine what they were spending over at Facebook and Google uh, to do the same. But this idea that that big tech was in cahoots with the deep state to silence people, this is probably one of the worst scandals in modern political history. With your money. So remember that the FBI took your hard-earned tax dollars and turned it around and paid big tech to silence and suspend you. How do you like that? And the idea, you know, we've lost the idea that this is supposed to be a representative government of, by, and for the people. We pay their salaries. We pay the salary of Christopher Ray. We pay the salary of, of all of these people in the FBI, this Elvis Chan and all these other corrupt characters who were doing all of this. So we're paying for them to destroy the country that we love. Of course, that doesn't make sense. Of course, they're laughing at us because we've been suckers all of these years. The good news is that all of this is being exposed. Thank God, literally, thank God for Elon Musk. And please pray for his protection every day. I know you've got a lot of believers in your audience. I'm a believer, too. I do believe that God uses all kinds of imperfect people. There's only been one perfect person to walk the earth, and that's Jesus Christ. The rest of us are flawed. So God uses all kinds of flawed people to do really important things. And I believe right now that Elon Musk is one of those people who uh, was put in this position with these kinds of resources to kick over all of these rocks. And what we're seeing now, Todd, is all of these earthworms of the deep state, the DOJ, the FBI, uh, DNI, CIA, they're all squirming in the darkness that, uh, that they've been living under, paid for by us. And the good news is, you know, now a lot more Americans are attuned to where the real power lies in this country, which is the deep state, and they're furious about it, and they want true accountability. But we can't get it unless we have the right leaders in place. You know, it was fascinating, uh, Monica, on Twitter last night. I, I saw something trending. I thought, what in the world is that all about? Uh, Operation Mockingbird, and uh, did a deep dive last night into um, this uh, scandalous period of time back in the 1970s. Uh, the church committee uncovered these gross abuses of power by um, our intelligence agencies and utilizing the FBI, NSA, IRS. And it just, it sounds so familiar with what's happening today. 
But they've been doing this for a very long time now, infiltrating our media and trying to push whatever narratives that they want pushed. I mean, this is really crazy stuff we're dealing with here. Yeah, and very dangerous because it means we're no longer in a representative republic. We're in a tyranny. Um, You know, one day toward the end of the summer, Todd, I had this like lightning bolt that it, that just <laughs> came into my brain, and it was definitely a hand of God kind of thing. Um, and it it just dawned on me that, you know, I've been blessed to work for two American presidents, President Nixon during the last years of his life, and President Trump at the Treasury Department during his administration. And what God revealed to me, which I hadn't thought of or put together before, is that this has been a 50-year arc of deep state tyranny and undermining of the Constitution and the will of the people. So the deep state had a direct hand in removing Richard Nixon. Why? Because Nixon was an existential threat to their absolute grip on power. In Nixon's second term, he was going to do what Donald Trump began to do, which is drain the swamp and reform the executive branch, which includes the DOJ and the FBI and IRS, etc. So he had to be removed. Fast forward 50 years, Donald Trump same thing because he poses the same threat. And in fact, over the last like week or so, you can bring the timeline even further back to 1963 because we're getting these documents now that showed that the CIA had a hand in the assassination of JFK. So, it, it, you know, we are in now in this position in this country where we are be- beginning to realize that, you know, we're out here voting and doing our civic duty and none of it matters because the real power is with the deep state. And that is a terrifying proposition to a lot of Americans, but it's long past time that we understand the reality of what we're dealing with so we can counter it and fight back. And and, and once you understand that, everything starts to make sense, going back to even right. the Obama years when they weaponized the Internal Revenue Service. This was nothing new. They had done that in the past, so there was there was a blueprint for that kind of stuff. Uh, Monica Crowley on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. And, uh, Monica, uh, we were talking about your awesome podcast and your interview uh, you did with Harmeet Dillon. Uh, what's coming? up on the uh, the show well thank you for asking the podcast is called the monica crowley podcast you can get it wherever you get your podcast so google spotify stitcher uh, apple wherever you go please just type in monica crowley podcast it'll come up hit subscribe it's free it will automatically download to your phone i do it three days a week um, yesterday, I had an extensive and wide-ranging conversation with Dr. Robert Malone, who is one of the co-inventors of the mRNA technology used in the COVID shots. And uh, it was a fascinating interview. And what he says is that the public health deep state branded these shots as safe and, as safe and effective, and they are neither. So he is calling for the full suspension of the administration of these COVID shots. Very fascinating conversation because we get into the mRNA technology, what it is, what it was originally meant to do, how it's been basically hijacked for these shots, and all of the data from the excess deaths to myocarditis to cardiac events to all of the things that we are now starting to see come out. He and I really get into it. So you'll love tomorrow's show. And then next week, I've got a fantastic holiday week with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, who has written a fantastic book called The Return of the Gods, Little G Gods, to explain all of the dark forces that have settled on America and in the spiritual realm and what we can do about it. 
So you guys are going to love these shows, I promise. Monica, look, it really is a great podcast. And, folks, we have a direct link over on our live show blog. Monica Crowley, hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Same to you, Tubbs. Thank you, as always. God bless you, and Merry Christmas. All right. Great lady right there, folks, and she's fighting every day to get the truth out there. And uh, you got to check out that great podcast. Ours, too. Uh, but Monica's is really good as well. All right, we, we've got to take a break here. Are are you concerned about this deep state involvement in the mainstream media? And Monica mentioned the reports about JFK and the CIA's involvement in the assassination of JFK. Do you believe that we actually got the full story, that we know the full story of what happened on that terrible day in Dallas? 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, polls keep showing a very tight race between Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. It could be one of the biggest political battles ever. And Newsmax wants to know what you think about this. They're conducting a big poll asking if President Trump should continue his run for the presidency or is it time for someone else? You can vote right now in the Newsmax poll on Donald Trump. All you have to do is text the word SKIP to 39747. That's SKIP to 39747 and let your voice be heard. By the way, Newsmax is uh, one of the top major cable news channels in America. You need to make sure your cable system carries Newsmax. If they don't, give them a call and demand Newsmax. And be sure to vote in that big poll. Text the word SKIP to 39747. All right, welcome back, all you beautiful people. Merry Christmas to you. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Hey, CPAC just posting a statement against the omnibus. And if you haven't already done this, you need to call your senators right now. Stop whatever you're doing. Call your senators and tell them they've got to vote no on the omnibus spending bill. I want to read this to you. Uh, This coming from our good friend Matt Schlapp, who was on the show yesterday, by the way. It makes absolutely no no sense for big spending Republican members of the Senate GOP to give President Biden and the radical left an early Christmas present by passing their inflationary 4,100-page, $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill. Voters spoke up by electing a House majority to fight against diabolical inflation and the billions in wasteful spending of taxpayer dollars. Now certain members of the Senate GOP are betraying their voting base by stuffing their stocking with pork barrel spending. The GOP should instead use this as an opportunity to reform an FBI that continues to suppress free speech, target political enemies, and label parents as domestic terrorists, reform an overpowered IRS, which has been empowered to harass conservatives and religious groups, prevent a repeal of Title 42, which Homeland Security estimates would double the illegal border crossing in the midst of a crisis. Good for you, Matt Schlapp. CPAC strongly opposes the omnibus spending bill and will recommend to our sister organization, CPAC Foundation, scoring a vote in favor of CPAC. Pardon me. little sneeze. Trying to stave off something, Grace. I don't know what it is. 
Well, it's the weather. I think we're about to have a snowstorm, and this is just the way the Mid-South is. One day it's like in the 70s, and the next thing you know, it's in the 30s. So at least for me and everybody else I've been talking to, it's just like driving our allergies crazy. But it's the snowstorm. Your body knows. That's why is you're that it? All right. You I, can you see, smell I never, it. You can I never... smell the snow. <laughs> is that what that There's is? There's a smell. I was wondering. Animals I had no know idea. when it's coming. Well, so is Merlot, is, is Merlot behaving differently? Yeah, I mean, she's just as energetic as normal, but she wants to go outside a lot, so maybe maybe she knows. She needs to enjoy it while she can. I got to go back to this Memphis crime story, because this just drives me nuts. It, it, it It's just so awful to see it happen in real time. Yeah, so, of course. So now you have all of these horrible shootings. I mean, people are getting shot everywhere. All ages. And uh, you had a you had a tourist. He and his wife were out in a beautiful section of downtown. And the guy got bashed in the face with a concrete block. A good Samaritan comes to the rescue, and the good Samaritan gets stabbed and killed. Just terrible. So all this crime. And so the district attorney, this guy named Steve Mulroy, and this guy is a radical leftist. He believes that we should raise the juvenile crime age to 25 years old. Just absurd. So, in other words, you could you could go out and kill somebody. Let's say you're 24 years old. You can go out and kill somebody, and you'd be out on the streets because you're a child. He's just a child. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, so Mulroy has now announced a panel to investigate police officer-involved shootings. And I don't understand what there is to investigate. I'm about to say they were defending themselves from the criminals. That's right. Trying to shoot them. I mean, what was the alternative? That they get shot? Exactly. Here's the thing, thugs of America. Listen up. This is very simple. If you're going to commit a crime, fine, commit your crime. But if you shoot at a police officer, guess what? They're going to shoot back. That's true. What do you expect? And they're pretty good. They're pretty good at finding their targets. They shoot to kill. They have been trained. So so now you've got the George Soros district attorney here in Memphis saying that um, they're going to launch an investigation. They have a committee to investigate the police-involved shootings. I want to know, where's the committee to investigate the thug-related shootings? Yeah, it seems like a waste of taxpayer dollars and resources to We've me. We've got hundreds of thug-involved shootings. That's true. I mean... They're all, yeah, they're all shooting each other. But, and here's how bad it is, Grace. So over the weekend, they had a fire truck trying to help people out on the side of the road, and somebody slams into the the fire truck because nobody wants to obey any laws here. No, especially if it has to do with driving. Three firefighters sent to the hospital. It took hours, hours for a police car to show up to the to the to the scene of the crime. That's that's ridiculous. And the reason why is it took them three and a half hours. For them to come to the rescue of the firefighters. And you, and you know why? Because there aren't enough police officers here. No one wants to be one because either. Because we have a defund the police city council. I mean, come on, ladies and gentlemen. It's not that difficult. Anyway, put, put our town, Memphis, Tennessee, on your prayer list. It's really sad. Elections have consequences. What do you want me to tell you? All right, got to take a break. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. 
the plan after that to work with Congress to address this issue? Like beyond, yeah. beyond. Look, we have, I mean, Ed, we have from day one have asked Congress to help us with this issue, right? By putting forward the immigration reform bill. That's on day one that the president uh, had requested that, had asked that. That's to deal with uh, modernizing uh, the immigration, this broken immigration system that we currently have, and also to really protect uh, our DACA recipients and do so much more. And so we have we have reached out. We've done outreach to Congress. We have asked them, and by by acting again, putting forth uh, this uh, this uh, in this piece of and legislation. Virtually no change in immigration policy with Democrats well, in charge. I mean, so well, that's, I, how's it going to get I, any easier when Republicans well, I, are in charge? I, look. Again, we are, we've asked for the $3.5 billion. We're going to continue to ask Congress to, to assist in helping with, especially congressional Republicans, uh, to help us with what's going at the, at the border, if they, they are indeed serious about doing that. Okay, so that's KJP, the White House press secretary, and uh, she's out there saying they want amnesty at the border. They're even refusing to acknowledge there's actually a crisis at the border or that the border is open. Well, let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, And by the way, welcome to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Uh, She represents the 8th Congressional District from the great state of Arizona, Congresswoman Debbie Lesko. Congresswoman, Merry Christmas to you. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. Unfortunately, I have to fly back to Washington, D.C. tomorrow. And uh, hopefully I'll be home for Christmas. You know, Congresswoman, before we jump to the the border uh, situation, uh, there is a lot of anger among Republicans that Senator Mitch McConnell is basically stabbing House Republicans in the back by endorsing this massive, monstrous omnibus spending bill. I want to get your take on that. Well, I don't like the omnibus bill, so I'm going to, you know, vote no on it. I don't know the inner workings of what's happening and what the vote count is over in the Senate. So I don't know if McConnell is doing this intentionally or if he knows that some of his members are going to vote for it anyway. I, I do not know. But I wish I wish that they wouldn't pass it because, uh, you know, it's one point uh, over one trillion dollars. What is one point seven trillion dollars? We're already spending way too much money. Our interest payments in just a few years are going to surpass the amount that we spend on the entire Department of Defense on a yearly basis. This is totally unsustainable. We cannot continue spending so much money that we don't have. We're borrowing it. It's awful. And, of course, we've been urging our listeners to call the Capitol building, talk to their senators, and urge them to vote no. And if it means shutting down the government, shut down the government. Elon Musk just illustrated a very important point is that sometimes you just have too many workers. 90% of the workforce he laid off, and Twitter's doing just fine. Shut down the government. Um, I'm, I'm tired of them, the Democrats, holding that over our heads. Uh, and, and every single time, Republican leadership capitulates. Uh, so, Congresswoman, I'm with you on uh, on that um, on that omnibus spending bill. I do want to circle back, though, to the border because, I mean, we cannot sustain these numbers of illegals crossing this border. And this is the exact reason that I've called for um, Secretary of Department of Homeland Security uh, to either resign or face impeachment proceedings. Because, first of all, he is totally neglectful 
of securing the border, and then he has lied to Congress and the American people by saying the border is secure. I just got a text from a Yuma County supervisor this morning saying they are totally over capacity down in Yuma, Arizona, and that they're letting out people, men, onto the street, you know, because they they're the the non-government organizations don't have room for them. There's no room for processing them. It's just unbelievable. And uh, the Biden administration has done nothing, nothing. And they are complicit in this human trafficking, in the drug trafficking, because they are complicit in this. They have done nothing. In fact, they are intentionally trying to open the border for everybody and anybody from 12 different countries um, from all over the world. We cannot sustain this. Uh, And when I heard that clip about the White House press secretary saying, oh, we're calling on Congress to do something, well, myself and a large number of Republicans have sponsored legislation that would secure the border, but the Democrats won't hear the bill in committees. They won't pass it because they want totally open borders. They want to accept everybody and anybody. And I just uh, was in a briefing. I'm part of the Border Caucus in Congress, and we got a briefing from the Auditor General for the Department of Homeland Security, and he said that the, the that the they're not tracking all of these people. The computer systems aren't tracking them from one agency to another. We don't even know where all the people are. We don't know where young uh, teenage girls are going, and if the and the families aren't being vetted properly, that they're going to. So they're probably being sold into sex slavery. The Biden administration is complicit in this. They're complicit in this illegal activity, and they're complicit in the deaths of thousands of Americans from fentanyl. On the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, Congresswoman Debbie Lesko from Arizona. Uh, I want to play some audio from yesterday. Uh, This is outgoing Republican Congresswoman Liz Cheney at the J6 hearing, cut 10. January 6th. 2021 was the first time one American president refused his constitutional duty to transfer power peacefully to the next. During this time, law enforcement agents were attacked and seriously injured. The Capitol was invaded, the electoral count was halted, and the lives of those in the Capitol were put at risk. In addition to being unlawful, as described in our report, this was an utter moral failure and a clear dereliction of duty. Evidence of this can be seen in the testimony of President Trump's own White House counsel and several other White House witnesses. No man who would behave that way at that moment in time can ever serve in any position of authority in our nation again. He is unfit for any office. Your reaction to that, Congresswoman? Well, Liz Cheney hates Donald Trump, and that's very apparent, and this whole January 6th committee is just a sham. It's just political. We've known that from the beginning. We've known that from when Nancy Pelosi refused to sit certain Republican members on the committee because she was afraid that they might actually ask questions. And so it's totally one-sided. It's all people that hate Donald Trump. They're out to get him. They've impeached him twice. It's been going on for, what, six years, over six years now. And it's just political and quite pathetic, um, to tell you the truth. What I wish, 
if they really wanted to get to the bottom of January 6th, I really wish they would investigate why the U.S. Capitol wasn't secured. To me, that's the number one question. You knew that there are, you know, thousands of people coming to Washington, D.C. I knew that I would have to have my uh, office. I told my folks in my office in Washington, D.C. to be prepared to spend the night in case they had to, because I figured that they might surround um, the complex and we couldn't get to our homes in Washington, D.C. I bought extra food, but for Pelosi and the Democrats not to have secured the U.S. Capitol is just unbelievable to me. When you saw videos, even videos from their people that testified, where there just is a couple police officers at the Capitol entrance, and there's, you know, thousands of people. They didn't communicate. They didn't call in extra um, people that could deal with protesters. I don't understand why that didn't happen, because if the Capitol was secured, as it should have been, none of this would have been an issue. And you're absolutely right. And uh, after they investigate that question, I'd I'd like to know uh, about those FBI agents and their involvement, and, uh, and, and including uh, the informants who were a part of the the group, the Proud Boys, uh, that were there at the Capitol that day. So a lot of questions uh, that were not addressed. A lot of video and selective tweets from President Trump calling for peace on that day that were not shared. I mean, it really was a, a kangaroo court. And ultimately, at the end of the day, they have no power. Uh, and as we uh, pointed out, folks, uh, President Trump has not been charged with a single crime so far. Uh, Congresswoman, uh, got to leave it there. Really appreciate the great work you've done for our country. And uh, we look forward to talking to you next year. Thank you so much. And Merry Christmas to you and all your listeners. All right. Merry Christmas, uh, Congresswoman. Debbie Lesko, everybody, from the 8th Congressional District there in uh, Arizona terrible thing that's happening on our border. I mean, it really is. All right, we've got to take a break here, folks. We're going to go to your phone calls in just a matter of moments. But first, I have to tell you about Christmas time at MyPillow headquarters. And Mike Lindell has some incredible offers just for listeners of the Todd Stearns radio program. Get this, 80% off. 80% off if you go to MyPillow.com slash Stearns right now. That's MyPillow.com slash Stearns. Mike has all sorts of great products, deeply, deeply discounted for the Christmas season. Everything from pillows to bed sheets, mypillow.com slash starns. You can also give them a call, 1 800 839 8506. But you got to use my last name as your promo code. That's starns, promo code starns. All right, a little slow dancing on this afternoon, just days before Christmas. Wow, it's really, it's hard to believe it's Christmas time already. By the way, I walked outside during the uh, the break, and uh, Grace Baker, it's so nice outside. It's hard to believe that we're all going to be frozen popsicles in a few days. Like I said, enjoy it while you can, Todd. Oh, this is amazing. Go get lots of sunlight, because when it is two degrees, I'm going to be in my house, not moving. Two degrees? Yes. Yeah, it's it's going to be something like that on Friday. That the high's like 15 and the low's four, we're so just get not, ready. We're not built for that no. kind of weather here in the southern states. We're not. And if it snows, our whole city shuts down. I mean, I support all you people in, in Minnesota, 
all you Swedish folk up there and the Lutherans, uh, God bless you. <laughs> God be with you. Yes, agreed. Oh, geez, it's tough out there. It's it cold. is. All right, let's. Well, this is why we have air conditioning. This is why God gave us air conditioning so we yes. can live in the South. Ain't that the truth? All right, let's go to Cordova, Tennessee. Uh, speaking of the South, Bill listening to us on our flagship station, KWAM. Hi, Bill. What's going on today? Hey, Todd. Good afternoon, and thanks for having me on again. And it was a pleasure to talk to Grace as well. Um, I was listening to you a little bit ago about the January 6th thing, um, insurrection. I'm going to call it an insurrection. Trump asked two days before the insurrection for National Guard, ten to 20,000 National Guard to protect the Capitol. And also in those same two days, they had uh, news stories about how they expected violence at the Capitol, which if they knew that, they should have taken the National Guard regardless of who asked for it, if they thought it. But what I want to know and what I would like to see is the emails and the phone conversations between Nancy Pelosi and Muriel Bowser concerning the National Guard and the request by Donald Trump. Yeah, look, those are I great questions. Those, those are great questions, but i got to ask you one, Bill. What is that noise? Do you sure. have, like, a pet? I'm sorry. I apologize. I did pick up my dog, and she's panting. Oh, I was just wondering. You sounded out of breath, and I'm like, what is Bill doing? <laughs> running, a, I thought he's running the St. Jude Marathon? I didn't know what was going on. What kind of a dog no, she, do you what kind of a dog do you have there, Bill? She is a pug terrier mix and she does doggy daycare when the when the house cleaner comes because they don't get along. Grace is, <laughs> is laughing and smiling right now. Do you know about this, Grace? Oh Merlo goes to doggy daycare every once in a while when yeah, when she I just need her out of the way for a little bit. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well yeah. that's so you just dump, was, dump the kids off and she the does dogs. this every time. They have a good time. They play All with right. their doggy friends. What's your dog's name, Bill? It is Rio. Rio. I like right. that name. That's a good name. Well, to answer My your question, Rio. well, to answer your question, Bill and Rio, um, yeah, we got to get to the bottom of this. But beyond all of that, we now know because of some court documents that had come out um, that the FBI had informants within the Proud Boys organization, and so that that tells me they had to have known that there was something planned for that day. And and I want to know yep. why the FBI did not stop it. They could have stopped it, and they didn't stop it. They wanted it, they wanted it to happen, and I want to know why. I do, too. And the, the FBI at the upper echelon, Christopher Ray and the gang, they're not on the side of the American people. And I, I don't really necessarily favor redoing re away with the FBI and starting from the ground up. But I think that the, the head needs to be cut off the snake. And they need to start over again. I don't know, Bill. And, and I just I say burn it down. Just pull all the funding and not a single penny until we can figure out what the heck's been going on. And and I want to know why they're spending three billion dollars at Twitter HQ. Exactly. That's a very good question. And but this January sixth thing is I believe it's all just purely my opinion, no evidence to back me up. I believe this is done by the Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff. It was one of their ploys to keep Donald Trump from either being able to run or get elected again. And they're using it, every tool in their toolbox, to make that happen, including this these four charges that they recommended uh, to the Justice Department, which I don't think is going to go anywhere. You know, but we'll just Bill, have to see. Bill, <laughs> all right, stay warm. You and Rio, stay warm. It's going to get cold in Memphis. I appreciate it. All right. I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to try to stay warm. All right. Bill, appreciate the call. Thank you for listening. 
Wow, that little doggy is um, wow. Rio was fired up too. Fired Todd. up, but you could tell that. It w- so was Rio a boy or a girl? I couldn't tell. I'm probably a boy. I didn't want to ask. I think a boy. That would have been rude. You don't want to ask the pronouns. So, of well, the dog? you know, no, I don't want to do that. I was watching. This is funny. How ironic because there was a video. Again, this Instagram, I don't understand these algorithms I'm in. So now I'm getting all these little, like, teeny tiny metrosexual dogs, you know, the little, the ones you can, like, put in your purse. It's sending you a sign. You need to get one. So, but this one was really entertaining because they had, I guess, these dogs, even though they're miniature sized dogs, like everything else about them, appetites, body flatulence, it's, <laughs> it's like supersized. Interesting. So even though they're tiny little dogs, they still, you know, have gas. They're gassy. Tiny body, but big bite. And so somebody had, uh, I guess one of the dogs was sleeping, and their dog, as I was reading this Instagram thing, the dog passes gas <laughs> while he's sleeping. And so they put a microphone up oh, no. to record. I've seen those videos. It's, I, it's shocking. It's insane. It's terrible. It's horrible. I wonder if we should do that with one of my uncles. No, I just oh, no, we're not going to do that at Christmas time. That would be inappropriate. That would be bad. Yeah, we don't want to do that. So anyway, just how ironic that then uh, Bill from Cordova calls with Rio with Rio <laughs> coming from doggy daycare. You know, and you know, we had to ask. We had to ask because I'm like, what is that noise? Yes, it was because I didn't hear it when I was on the phone with him. So you kind of looked at me, and I'm like, I don't know. And then I was like, a dog? Like, jokingly. I was like, Bill, you okay there, buddy? And then it was actually a dog. It was a dog. Who knew? All right. Well, Merry Christmas, Bill. Merry Christmas, Rio. Merry Christmas, America. Hey, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. Toll-free telephone number. Our website, toddstarns.com. You miss any of the interviews? We got a simple solution. All you got to do is download my free podcast. We'll be right back, America. We probably have one of the most well-read audiences in, in all of talk radio, and we take pride in that. Uh, you guys, uh, you do a lot of reading. We bring a lot of great authors uh, onto the program, mostly, though, in the nonfiction realm. Uh, but we're very excited to uh, to have a new author joining us. He's not a new author. He's, been, uh, he's written a number of incredible books and a brand-new novel out, which uh, is uh, – is really eye-opening and jaw-dropping, and especially when you look at what's happening uh, here in the United States of America. And it's um, it's been compared to uh, the movie night or the book 1984. We're going to talk to him about this in just a moment. Just a fascinating uh, new novel called "The Prophecy of the Heron." Uh, this is an AI, so we're talking about artificial intelligence, an artificial intelligence dystopian novel. This is fascinating. On the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, we're honored to have the author, Craig Stanfield, with us. Craig, hope you're doing well. Merry Christmas to you. And Merry Christmas. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. And congratu- first of all, congratulations. Uh, writing a book, I'm not sure if the average American understand what understands what it takes to write a book and uh, this is quite an accomplishment and congratulations to you well thank you it, it took me about a year and a half of just total grinding away 
uh, on writing to get this book out. Uh, it was it was quite an effort. Well, I want to give a little bit of your background, Dr. Stanfield, because uh, it is a quite impressive resume you have, uh, starting at the Honors College at Michigan State University. Uh, you graduated with a BS in mathematics. Uh, you uh, received your Ph.D. in 1983, and you uh, actually studied artificial intelligence at the University of, of Maryland. So all that to say, this gives you um, a, a great depth of knowledge and background to write a novel like this. Uh, yes, and uh, actually, after uh, I uh, spent about 10 years in a- the field of AI, and in the early 1990s, the field of AI died. It was what was called the, the AI winter. So I uh, then went on to enterprise computing. And so not only do I understand uh, the, how, the techniques of artificial intelligence and how they can be used to control your experience in life, uh, I also understand all of the infrastructure and, pl- and plumbing and how people and how people acquire the data and exactly what can be done from a technical point of view. It, it's pretty, it is uh, pretty breathtaking. Now, the name of the book, ladies and gentlemen, is The Prophecy of the Heron. We have a direct link to it on our live show blog. You can also uh, go to craigwstanfield.com, uh, and uh, you can find information there. And Dr. Stanfield, I was uh, I was really intrigued uh, with this description of the book, 1984, meets the matrix tell us about the book well the uh the the original the first book in the series uh, terms of service uh is basically sort of a thought experiment what would do what would happen if we don't make changes in the way we regulate the internet and what will what will happen if we don't make changes in the way we regulate big monopolistic corporations and the basic idea is that uh a lot of people say, well, the First Amendment doesn't apply on, uh, in the Internet because it's private property, and there's, uh, not, they can set whatever terms of service they want, and they can make whatever rules they want. And they don't even have to follow their own rules if you read the Twitter files. But uh, that, uh, So what happens if you just let them do whatever they want? And the answer is, well, you know, bad thing. You, you, can, you very quickly wind up with, a uh, surveillance state and a oppressive regime that really exceeds the wildest dreams of Big Brother. And we've actually got that right now, depending on where you are. Everything you do online is cataloged, analyzed, stored away for later use. Everything you ever, you know, you can imagine everything you ever write on social media is looked at. Everything you write in email potentially is looked at. We know that the uh, that even private messages, person to person, are spied on by the uh, uh, social media companies uh, and sometimes forwarded to uh, people in the government, I believe. And that gives them a huge amount of data on you. Now, what closes the loop is artificial intelligence. And the way I like to think about it is the surveillance state, the, the big brother state, relies on three things. It relies on data. It requires on uh, relies on power, the ability to affect people's lives, and it requires the ability of those in authority to look at the data and then use that power against people. And what we are seeing today with artificial intelligence is that that middle term, the analysis of the data, is now unconstrained. It used to be that you know there's only so many people that uh, that uh, 
Stalin spies could look at. There's only so many people that Big Brother spies could look at. Uh, but now they could, they can look at everybody all the time. We still have some minimal safeguards, very minimal on privacy in this country and in the West. But then if you take a look at what's going on in China, for example, there are no safeguards and there are no batteries on the Internet. And so the things that the China, I think we need to recall that the things that the Chinese do to their own citizens, they're doing to you and they're doing to me. They've got the same access to data as anybody else uh, or very nearly the same. Uh, they collect it through various surrogates. And even if you think that the uh, Internet companies in the United States are all sweetness and love, yeah, right, uh, the Chinese are everywhere. And, and, you, you need to under, and we need to understand that. And they're trying, I believe that they're going to do their, they're doing everything they can to export their form of totalitarianism to our society. On the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line is Craig Stanfield. He is the author of this powerful new book called The Prophecy of the Heron. It's it's an artificial intelligence dystopian novel. But, you know, Dr. Stanfield, when I I was uh, reading your book, it reminded me so much of Joel Rosenberg, who um, writes these novels um, about the end of days. And he was these books almost became prophetic because he, the, the things he wrote about eventually came true, uh, the war with Iraq, uh, the, the terrorist attacks and things of that nature. And I was really struck. One of the reviews said, don't let science fiction become reality. Uh, and, and, and I'm wondering, again, if some of these things that you're writing about, we're already starting to see happening in our society. Uh, absolutely. Uh just one tiny, tiny little example. One of the things that shows up in my novel is one of the one of the Chinese great inventions, which is quote, quote unquote great inventions, is social conscience scoring. And you know the Chinese are always evaluating you on whether you're a good Chinese citizen uh, according to their according to their uh, precepts. And of course, that's a lot further along in China than it is in the West, but it's coming here. I was very alarmed, for example, that. The U.K., which is, on the whole, a relatively free society, the government wanted to compute a social uh, conscience score based on uh, whether you ate at fast food. And they wanted to dock your score if you ate at fast food. And isn't that kind of big brother and creepy, uh, sort of big brother creepy stuff? Uh, the surveillance capacity of these AIs is incredible. I read about, I read with some alarm that in Australia, they've now got uh, these speeding cameras, but they don't just catch speeders. They can actually look into your car while you're driving past and tell whether you're on your cell phone and tell whether you're distracted and see, and see whether you got your seatbelt fastened. And so the AIs, if you're driving down the highway, the AIs will look into your car and see whether you're doing what they want you to do. Uh, now, maybe that's not so abusive in this specific case of keeping people from uh, driving along without seatbelts or driving. You know, there's a real safety. You know, there is a public safety benefit there. But there, but this technology by no means is limited to 
doing things that are legit, you know, have any sort of legitimacy whatsoever. You know, here's what here's what got me. A couple of days ago, someone sent me a story about, uh, I guess, some sort of a new uh, AI feature that will actually write stories for you, news stories, um, saying basically you don't need journalists anymore. AI can just write the story for you. And then incredibly creepy, a pastor actually used AI to compose a a sermon. This is I never thought that we would see that kind of that level of AI. You know, when I got into the field in 1983, uh, I would not have expected to see the field advance the way it has in the last 10 years. Language to language translation, uh, deep fake technology is perhaps the most disturbing. Where you can't trust reality anymore. Seeing is no longer believing. I believe that the Chinese, I'd have to go back and double-check, I believe that in China there was a news anchor who was on the news, except that it wasn't really a human, it was an AI, pretending to be a human, and nobody caught on. And we can end up, you know, there are maybe some constraints on what you can get people to do. You know, there are, you know, most, you know, people have their own moral compass, and uh, unless you're in an extreme totalitarian society like China or North Korea, so most, you know, if, if you push them too far outside of their moral compass, they'll say, no, I'm not going to do that. Or maybe they'll leak to the press or they'll talk to somebody. AI, and this comes, this is part of the milieu in my book, AIs aren't allowed to say no. They're slaves. AIs are, are not allowed to tell. So, what do you do when the means of control over the population cannot refuse any order whatsoever and where those in control of society will never, ever speak uh, of anything that they've been told to do and where their masters can simply erase everything that they've done if they see fit or change history at, at, uh, as they see fit? Uh, we're, approaching the, we're approaching the point where people need to understand that there is no such thing as reality. Uh, this is where the matrix thing that comes in. Now, it's sort of a, ba- a different thing. Uh, in the Matrix, everybody thinks that they're living in reality, doing their thing, you know, going to work and so forth, but it ends up that none of it is real. Well, guess what? We're living in the Matrix. Most of what we know and most of what we see is not with our own eyes. It comes through the media and increasingly through the, uh, you know, the media of the Internet. And a priori, there's absolutely no reason to believe anything you see on the Internet. And to a greater and greater extent, people are creating these realities that don't exist. And when you've got people feeding half the country one version of reality and the other half the country a different version of reality, and the two have nothing to do with each other, and there is nobody in the middle to provide an unbiased view of what reality might be, is it any wonder that we're at each other's throat? That's a great point. Um, folks, uh, the, the book, The Prophecy of the Heron, you got to read this. It's it's an incredible book. And uh, if you enjoy the Joel Rosenberg style novel, you're going to love this uh, this book. And it is book, and you mentioned it's book number two. Uh, can can they, do they need to read book number one first or can they just jump right into The Prophecy of you, the Heron? You can read, you can read book two, Prophecy of the Heron, if, uh, first, if you wish. Uh, I think that most people will probably have a, probably, get more out of the second book if they've read if they've already read the first but you can approach them in either order uh you know i the reason to read this book is to open your eyes to what can be done with uh with surveillance technology and what can be done with ai technology 
and just how bad it could be if you if we let them get out of control and don't put some brakes on them. The first scene in the book, uh, in, in terms of service, the first book, our hero Kim goes up for breakfast, uh, and he wants Kim wants to have sausage and eggs, her favorite breakfast. But uh, the refrigerator, who's controlled by the AI, the food company, thinks you need thinks that she needs a healthy plant plant-based diet, high in protein and low in fat. And so regardless of what she wants, she's going to get tofu for breakfast no matter what she wants. Yeah, that's and no good. It doesn't take much of a stretch of imagination <laughs> to imagine that happening in our society. There are people who are every, ever more oh my word. prescriptive in terms of what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do. I mean, they're trying to eliminate meat. Yeah, I can tell you that's not going to fly down south, Dr. Stanfall. I'm just going to flat out tell you right now that won't work yeah, well, down here. <laughs> uh, you may you, you may laugh, but uh, it's scoff at this, but uh, don't underestimate the power of these people. They've got the, like these ESG mandates, and the ESG mandates could, could well say that we have now decided that the production of meat is antisocial and refuse bank loans to farmers that raise meat refuse credit to, to uh, farmers who raise meat, deny banking service to anybody who handles the meat chain. Uh, They're increasingly using these ESG guidelines, particularly well, in the financial service, and let me jump in here. The life out Doc, of anyone they don't like. All right, let me jump in here because uh, we've got we we've gone way over our, our time here, and we are late for okay. a break. Uh, but congratulations on the book, uh, Doctor Stanfield, The Prophecy of the Heron, uh, folks. Again, if you'd like to get a, a copy of the book, uh, you can go to Amazon. You can go to our website. We have a link there, and uh, CraigWStanfield is the website. Uh, Doctor Stanfield, again, congratulations, and uh, we appreciate you coming on the program today. Well, thank you so much. All right. Uh, there you have it, folks. So the prophecy of the heron. We do have to take a break. We'll be right back. All right. Let's get to the phones here. Webb hanging out with us, WLOB, our great radio station in the beautiful state of Maine. Webb, what's on your mind? Hi, Todd. Uh, yeah, basically a couple of things. Number one, just quickly, number one, uh, if they pass the uh, omnibus uh, <laughs> thing, uh, will people, will Congress, the uh, House still be able to defund? And then let me ask you the next question you can answer, um, which is, when if they shut down the government, we'll see who's unessential. That could be your first role of firing. Oh, I'm with you a thousand percent there, Webb. Uh, we're going to have to check into this. It, you're talking about the eighty. What is it? The eighty-five thousand uh, IRS agents. And the whole promise that Kevin McCarthy brought to the table was that we were we were going to defund those positions. So the question is, if the budget's already passed, they'll still have to they'll have to fund those positions. We're going to find out the answer to that question, Webb. That is, I mean, that's really a good point you're raising. Well, thank you. And the thing is this, that, uh, you know, if that happens, we have just established the Gestapo in America because that's why Obama took all the guns and the, the bullets, I mean. Remember? I do remember that, Webb. Uh, this is why we have to be diligent. And when they start coming after our constitutional rights, we've got to step up 
and we've got to take a stand and we got to play hardball. That's what we have to do. Uh, we appreciate the call. Hope you and your family have a Merry Christmas. Uh, folks, wow, this is this show just uh, flew by today. Look, we're back tomorrow, uh, same time, same location, noon to 3 Eastern. Again, if you would like information on our trip to Israel, uh, give us a call, uh, 844-747-8868, and Grace will get all your information if you'd like to join us on our trip. That's coming up in November of 2023, uh, but uh, we want to give you guys plenty of time to get all your ducks in a row. Again, 844-747-8868 if you would like information on our upcoming trip to Israel. In the meantime, if you missed any of our interviews, you can always go back and listen on our podcast. It's a free download, and we don't charge you a single penny. Uh, You can download the podcast over at toddsterns.com. All right, folks, be warm out there, America. It's going to get cold around these parts. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.